0: All right, it seems like one story is bleeding into the other today and I like it when that happens quite organically. Um the the, the story about leaving a dog in the car in a hot car, I think most of us can agree it's not something we do. And then it, it you know what opened up the the conversation to how we refer to animals and how the law refers to animals as property and ownership. And so you can't really take animals away from people unless they have really mistreated them. You can charge them. But at the end of the day, uh, you kind of have your hands tied. Here's another animal related story out of the UK protesters at the crustacean compassion, uh, in the cr- crustacean compassion arena. They are, uh, an association. They rallied outside Westminster in London to call for invertebrates like lobster and crab to be included as an amendment to the animal welfare sentient bill in the House of Lords. So the question is, do lobsters feel pain? Is it animal cruelty what we do to them when we really want to enjoy them with a melted butter that is putting them into boiling pots of water? Apparently, some people say it takes three minutes for these lobsters to actually die when you do that. That's torture. You think about that. So at the end of the day, we have a lot of eyes, especially in the East Coast, in Nova Scotia, keeping an eye on this story. Stuart Lamont is managing director at Tangier Lobster Company. He joins us from the East Coast. Stuart, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you very much, Kelly. A pleasure to be with you.
0: Well, I really appreciate your time. You know, where do you guys, you know, the lobster fishermen, where do you sit on the humanity or inhumanity of boiling a lobster?
1: Well, just to be precise, Kelly, I'm not a lobster fisherman. I'm a live lobster exporter. We have a state-of-the-art live lobster holding facility. We purchase lobster here, grade it, season it and ship it across Canada, across America, and to Europe and Asia. So we are exporters. Um, On this issue, um, we're absolutely dedicated to the best management practices and the best quality control practices um, for the product. Uh, Lobster is our bread and butter, so we take it very seriously. And we're very confident that the standards imposed in our industry are uh, entirely appropriate from the moment when the lobsters are harvested um, in the water to when they're mm-hmm. exported to uh, the typical client in London or um, Shanghai, China. You know, we we take quality control very seriously.
0: So, give us an idea of you know what's at stake here. How many lobsters, how, the dollar value, are you sending to the UK and beyond each year?
1: Um, well, it's. Difficult to pinpoint the value for the U.K. specifically because up until Brexit, it was considered absolutely part of the EU market. Um, Mm. Canada harvests in excess of 200 million pounds of lobster on an annual basis. Approximately 50% of those lobsters are processed to create lobster tails, lobster meat, whole cooked lobsters, all that kind of thing. And the other 50% are exported to um, Europe and Asia, the Middle East, and, of course, they're sold across Canada. So um, the dollar value is in the range of $2 billion plus. It's mm. a industry which is sustainable. We carefully monitor the volume uh, of lobster harvested on an annual basis. There are trap limits, seasonal limits, and we have quality handling practices being encouraged by all levels of government. In particular, the government here in Nova Scotia has insisted that all of our companies um, follow strict quality handling practices. So um, we're very proud, actually. The irony is we're very proud of the product we sell. We call lobster celebration food. Um, Mm -hmm. You just talked about having it with melted butter. It's a fine product, and as we come out of COVID... Um, The demand worldwide is is quite substantial because people are looking to celebrate.
0: Yeah, they want to enjoy uh, the finer things in life because we have done without for so long. And, you know, not just without the finer things in life, but without people. So it's a cause for celebration. So I understand the pandemic drastically and understandably affected exports. Talk about how uh, the loss of flights just traveling to and fro affected the lobster industry. Um, It impacted
1: it in some respects negatively as you had fewer and fewer domestic flights throughout North America, fewer and fewer domestic or uh, international flights to Europe. Um, The ability to export our product to certain markets um, was certainly negatively impacted. The irony, however, is that more and more charter flights, cargo-specific charters have been developed, particularly to the EU, and even more so um, to the Pacific Rim. We now have, from Halifax, Nova Scotia, to Asia, six and seven charter flights on a weekly basis that are 95% full with live lobster. The typical Mm -hmm. cargo capacity of a given charter is 150,000 pounds, So the volumes are substantial. The market is um, resilient beyond belief. As restaurants and cafes and bars and uh, cruise ships shut down, more and more retail action took place, more and more sales online. So our seafood sector has um, contributed to the Atlantic um, economy very effectively during a very difficult 17 or 18-month period.
0: I know that Switzerland banned the live boiling of lobsters in 2018 and some European cities have taken similar uh, measures. How, you know, as as an exporter of lobster and mainly live lobster, can you pivot, you know, to, um, I guess, process the lobster so that it can be shipped not live?
1: Well, no. Um, You know, we have options to pivot to ship other than live. We can ship Um, as I indicated, value frozen um, product. But our real goal and our real challenge is to educate. Um, We've had a situation in Switzerland. Briefly, we had a situation in Sweden. Um, Many of the EU authorities have um, had concerns about live lobster and other uh, live animals, obviously, without knowing the full story, the story behind the story, so to speak. So Okay,
0: so we don't have a ton of time left, but I really want you to educate the listeners right now. What is the story behind the story when it comes to live lobsters? What, what do you want people to know?
1: I want people to know that we handle that product with incredible respect, both because it's our primary product, but also because it's very valuable. So we duplicate in our facilities the conditions as best we can the lobsters might find in the ocean. We pack them in packaging uh, in ways that um, hydrates the lobster en route so they're not under stress as they otherwise would be. We choose charter flights overwhelmingly that allow us to get to Europe or Asia very, very quickly. In In some instances, as quickly as 19 hours. We've taken every step imaginable, including consultation with our clients, internationally and their governments to ensure that they fully understand that this is a terrific product that's properly and professionally managed. And once they delve into it, um, we find the resistance uh, diminishes.
0: But Stuart, very quickly, because I only have about 20 seconds left with you, if that How would this U.K. uh, decision affect you then? Because at the end of the day, you can do everything that is is humanly possible to be humane when it comes to exporting the lobster. But if it's about cooking them live, how problematic is that for your business?
1: Um, Every loss of any market worldwide is hurtful, but the market continues to grow in Europe and Asia, irrespective of what might take place in the U.K., So I don't pretend it's not a um, damaging development, but our job Mm. is to explain our story and work on um, further sales in those markets that really appreciate our lobster.
0: Well, Stuart, I want to thank you for your time and your insight on this. I really appreciate it, and have a great day.
1: It's my pleasure, Kelly. Thank you for calling.